Are we all accounted for? Yes. <laughs> all the audacities work. We're here. Okay. Just want to make sure, y'all, we are having the all most technical difficulties. Difficulties. Jesus. Words. Whatever. Skipping that. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, uh, I am so tired. Um, thank you for joining us on this episode where we'll be continuing our coverage of The Wrath and The Dawn really quickly before we get started. Please do not forget to follow us all on social media. Steph, aka Bad and Bookie on Instagram and at YA at Heart Podcast on IG and TikTok and at YA at Heart Pod on Twitter. Yay. And give us all yes. the reviews, oh, all of them. We yes. are once again asking for your support. Yes, <laughs> you guys. This got this got kind of kind of spicy. <laughs> it got tense. It got tense, like, and I was so here for it. Was like, <laughs> the tea was hot, and I'm not talking about the one that Despina was serving, bro. Oh, <laughs> oh, I am yes. not gonna lie. I was expecting Tyreek to die by the end of these. Me too. <laughs> I was like, no, he didn't. No. Like probably Game of Thrones style, like yes. in the banquet yes. hall. Yes. yes. Especially that one scene. I thought that she was going to find like a spear in his head or something. I was like, no, don't touch her. Don't touch her. Bro, that boy, I told you that boy is reckless. He's, yes. he's reckless. He really is, yo. He don't think. So let's get right into it, starting with chapter 20, which is titled Lilacs and a Raging Sandstorm. So this is from Jalal and Khalid's perspective. Oh, I love their perspective. I love their banter. I do. I love it. I love seeing their interaction behind closed doors. Because <laughs> yes. it's just like, Jalal's still like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's, it's everything that I would love and more. Like like you said, Jalal's like, I really don't give two shits if you're the Khalif. I'm gonna talk to you how I feel. And it he is like like that annoyed brother. That's the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole vibe for him. So he's like, he's trying to get Khalid to talk about what's bothering him and to talk about Shazi. And Khalid is just like shutting him down, shutting him down. Um, he also wants to know what Khaled did in order for it to rain the previous day. Mm. So I'm like, okay, so he doesn't even know. Mm -mm. So then in that case, maybe he didn't take another bride to kill. Do you think that he did some type of self-sacrifice? Some He had to have. I mean, yeah. it still sounds like he still looks like shit. Yeah. Which is, we kind of talked about that, I think, in the last episode, right? Like how we, yeah. like, okay, well, maybe what it is is instead of him taking another bride, it's the the curse taking his life force like little by little, and this is why he looks like shit. It looks like he's not sleeping enough, yeah. and like yeah, sacrifice Jalal and his father, right? And like Jalal and his father don't know exactly. Maybe maybe Jalal and his father aren't privy to everything in regards to the curse. Okay, but when Shazi asked Jalal last episode, why does he kill all his lot, or why does he like kill all of his wives? Like Jalal was like done. Like, nope, game over. Like, I feel like Jalal knows. Jalal and his daddy have to know. No, so I'm not saying that they don't know about the curse. I'm just saying that maybe they only know one part of the curse. Maybe there's like this sub part of it where it's like, okay, if you don't take any of these lives, then I'm taking your specific life. And maybe okay. they don't know about that. And maybe gotcha. even, maybe even Kali didn't know either. Maybe he found out 
through oh, yeah. not killing Shazi. his bride and just, you know, it happened to rain. He was probably like, oh shit. And then maybe he realized his, you know, depleting health as well. And maybe he was like, oh, okay, now I know what's going on here. You know, maybe he's figuring it out. He just hasn't shared that information. Yeah. That would be interesting. That'd be really interesting if he like found out the hard way. Yeah. Like he just woke up and a couple of teeth were missing. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> There's also a specific moment in this chapter where Khalid looks out the window and he sees these lilac flowers. And I think he has like a, I think the way that it's mentioned is he has a vision. At first I thought maybe he saw his mother, but I think he was seeing Shazi. Yeah. So um, I, don't, I think what it is, is um, I think it's mentioned earlier on or something that like Shazi's scent or something like that is that of lilac. And her so hair. Yeah, her hair. There you go. And so like basically to him immediately makes him think of Shazi and like, I don't know. To me, it sounded as if he was trying not to feel anything, which is why he had that specific reaction. But that shit is failing. It's failing fast. It's failing fast. Well, Jalal called him out on it. He was like, oh, is something bothering you? Even the scent of flowers and sunshine yeah. now? Yeah. You want to talk about it? You want to talk about Shazi? He's like, I said no. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, we also find out that Salim, who is his uncle, his mm. I guess um, uncle by marriage yeah. is supposed to be making a grand visit to the estate. And Jalal suggests that he should keep Shazi here and that they should invite all of the um, emirs yeah. and yeah, to come to the, the, I don't know, castle mansion, castle? palace, oh, it's palace. palace. There we go. Palace. Yeah. Palace. Yeah. To come to the palace. And, um, you know, basically show them that they're a united front. And he's found a Khalifa. He's found one. Exactly. I found it interesting how even Jalal knew Shazi better than he did. Or maybe he did know her just as well, but he chose to ignore it because he was like going to send her away during that time. And, you know, it seemed like the way he was talking, like he was trying to protect her. But Jalal's like, that's the last thing she wants, you know. And if uh -huh. anything, it'll make you look better because because she's so prideful and strong willed and you know and it, silver tongue. It would it would make it's actually a good thing. Not something to hide her for it, but something to actually flaunt her for it. I don't know. I like I appreciated how he paid enough attention to her to let him know, like, no, don't do that, do this instead. And that Khaled even he even listened. Yeah, he took his counsel. I was like, wow. Even well, though they were literally arguing well. at that same time, <laughs> he still listened. Oh um, Jalal also Okay, so they, they get into the hallway and there's this whole moment where Shazi sees him and he sees her and she walks up to him to like say something and he smooth walks past her. And Jalal is like, bro. Go back. <laughs> He's like, go back. Turn what back you around. You just had this whole heartfelt conversation about how much you like Shazi and you just gonna dip. But the thing here that was really interesting was that he brought up a girl named Ava. Yeah. Who the fuck is Ava? <laughs> What did he say to him? Page 219. 218. Oh, where where I pull it up? He said, was at the end, was Ava not enough? Yes. Yes. And then he says something about um, what does he say? I know love is fragile and loving someone like you is near impossible. I was like, woo, woo. And then he's like, You're like a raging sandstorm. Just make sure that you protect Shazi from it. And I was like, woo. It was, it was woo. And the last line, and make sure that storm isn't you. 
Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh. I was like, oh, to be a servant in the hall, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't hide nothing on my face. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it goes to show that there are so many other layers in this book. There's so many layers to this person. And it's like, we're more than halfway through now. So are we going to find out about Ava? I don't know, but like, there's a second book. Is that what, Was that like his first love? Or was that the first person he killed and he loved her? Like, but like what, what is, is that's it? That's what it is, though. Like his first wife? Oh. <gasps> Baby. I mean, because she had to have been important for Jalal to mention her. Had to yeah. And for Khaled to punch him in the face soon after he mentioned her. Exactly. So she had to have some type this of man, importance. This man, but side note, this man just goes around punching people in the man, face. Man, leave my man's alone. <laughs> but even then, Jalal was like, you hurt her. Like, walking by her like that, you hurt. Yeah. Like, he clearly read her face, the emotion on her face. And again, I don't know if Kelly did or not, but Jalal's bringing it to his attention because he cares enough. And which I know we've talked about going back and forth. Does he really care for her? Is it, or is he really just trying to fulfill this curse? However, may he needs it, it needs to be. We're still unsure about that. But it sounds like he's pretty intuitive when it comes to Shazi. Yeah, it's crazy because it's like when you read them in chunks of chapters like that, you're like, you can't trust them. Maybe you can. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over the place. It's all over the place. Um, so then well, we move me. on to chapter, well, this would be, what is it, chapter 22? Chapter 21, 21. I think. Yeah. Um, and this one's called Mahdad, the blue beard. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Blue bearded. Um, and basically after everything that happened, we're back with Shazi in her bedroom at night and she is pissed. She, say the least. she is pissed that this man walked by her because her full intent to walk up to him was to apologize. And so she was going to humble herself and say, because they're both prideful. And so she was mm-hmm. going to humble herself and, and tell him, look, I'm sorry, I apologize. That was the reoccurring line was like, how dare he, how dare he, how dare he. So what ends up happening is he ends up coming to her. She is, you know what? I have a story to tell you. And like, she goes into this full blown story about this man who's looking for a wife and this girl who needed to help her family, gives her free range of his house. And he tells her, he gives her the keys and he's like, listen, I have to go for a month or something like that. But here are the keys to the house. You have free range. Just do not open this one door. Don't open this one door. And of course, what happens? She goes ahead she opens the door and there's bodies hanging. Bruh. And Khalid was like, Shazi. Yes! (laughs) Like, yes! He... Obviously, this this whole story was more of a metaphor for like their relationship and Shazi's conti- trying to continue. They both end up hurting each other, but then they both end up apologizing. And he, one of the things that came out of this chapter that I thought was so sweet was he calls her Junam or something like that. Oh yeah, my dear. Yeah, it means my everything or something. It's so cute. I was like, oh, okay. Another thing that comes up, too, is, like, when she's telling the story, she's trying to stop him from leaving. Yeah. She's like, your door is locked. All your secrets are locked behind that door. Give me the keys. I want to know. Like, don't keep me in the dark. And I was like, I feel in that moment, like, before she was doing it strategically. Yes. But this time she was like, I really want to know. I really want to get to know you in every depth of you yeah because she's feeling more comfortable with him now and she's actually falling for him 
So I thought that was really sweet. I think this was the peak of her, the peak of her vulnerability because, you know, not, she didn't, as, as, as strong will as she is, she didn't say it forcefully and she wasn't trying to be sneaky. She was being mm-hmm. vulnerable. She was holding him. She was crying and she was like, please don't leave. Please tell me, you know, the secrets was, you know, why do you kill these brides? And before that, even her approach, this story, she did it in that way because she probably figured out, you know what? Only time I can get him to sit still and listen is when I'm telling a story. So what is the best way other than telling him a story about how I feel and what I want to know? And she did it. And that was her approach. And it worked. She got him to listen. He was listening and but then, you know, when she mentioned the bodies, he was like, ah, I'm out of here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> He's like, fuck this. Like, bitch. She's, <laughs> one, she's relentless. Yeah. <laughs> and it even kept replaying in her mind what they said to her, like, your husband is not a forgiving man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that moves us into chapter 22. And this is titled, The Die is Cast. This brings us back to Jahandar. I don't know what the fuck's going on with this man, but it's not good. <laughs> it really he- isn't. Apparently, he dropped off Irsa with Rahim and Tyreek's family to be babysat while he went off and did his blood magic thing to become a wizard, grand wizard, sorcerer, supreme, whatever the fuck it was. And he came back and he's talking to Rahim and him and Rahim are having like a weird interaction while they're kind of talking. Ultimately, Jahandar is like, I want you to let me help with plans to, you know, get Shazi back. And it also felt like he was trying to bait him into calling him like a bad father. Mm-hmm. And Rahim was like, no, I, I don't know what your reasons are and stuff like that. I know it's hard. And then um, Jahandar, they noticed that his uh, palms are really blistered. And Rahim's like, oh, are you okay? And of course he lies about it. He's like, oh, it's so fine. It's just a little fire or whatever. But Jahandar mentions like, it's only going to get worse. So this is like a, a reaction of him not, I guess, having a blood sacrifice. And he said the rabbit is no longer enough. He okay. needs something bigger. So I was like, is he trying to like, was he trying to bait Rahim into calling him a bad dad so we could kill him? I think so. I personally think so. I was like, the moment I got to that line where he was like, um, like the rabbit's no longer a good sacrifice. I'm going to need more. And you're like talking yeah. to somebody and the way he was talking to him, I was like, oh my God, this guy's going to kill somebody. I was like, he's going to kill I- a person. I was like, oh my God. But my question is, who? Who is he going to kill? Do you think he's going to kill Irsa? His daughter? Sacrifice one daughter to save another? I don't know. Oh, God, I hope not. I hope not. That's lousy. The Rahim yeah, one, I can I can kind of see, like, the way he was baiting him and things like that. Like, I can see that. But I don't know. I feel like he, this man is so protective of his one daughter. I, I can't see him killing the other one to save the oldest. And we don't have any evidence that he favors one over the other. We don't have that. For him, and remember, like, we didn't, we had this thought that maybe when he did all that, in the last episode, maybe something went in him, you know, as an exchange. And maybe that's, because he's, and he acknowledged he is not the most brave person. You know, his daughter's braver than he is. He's just trying to save her because he's like, I'm her father. I have to do something. Um, even though he thinks she can take care of herself better than he could take care of her. So, I mean, True. we still don't know. I mean, I, there's a lot of unknowns here. I don't know. He has, like, I just thought about it, bringing it back to Akatar, of course. He has a <laughs> uh, Papa Archeon guilt. Oh, yes. Lord. <laughs> wow, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, shit. That's right. 
That's right. He's reached his peak in the Court of Wings and Ruin where he's like, I'd do anything. Right. There we are. Damn. Damn. That's a good comparison. It is. Oh, thank you, thank you. Just the guilt, the guilt. That's a good one. Yeah, guilt is a is a fucker, man. It'll yeah. make you do crazy things. Give a piece of your soul for some magic, yeah. Apparently, right? <laughs> Willing right. to kill Apparently. anybody? Jahandar, Jafar. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds the same. <laughs> uh, but that moves us into chapter twenty three, called "The Falcon and the Tiger," which is self explanatory. It was self explanatory. <laughs> this was it. This is it. Oh my god. When it went down. Oh my fucking god. I just, it's about to go, to go down. down. <laughs> Body burst in the flames. Burst in the flames, bro. Oh my god. Okay, so in this one, basically, as the title says, The Falcon and the Tiger, this is the chapter. So Shazi is watching all of these emirs come into the palace and she's making light of the situation, even though it's not something to make light of. And Despina's like, bitch, come on, like, I'm trying to get you dressed. What are you doing? You don't take anything seriously. Right. <laughs> um, but Despina definitely put her foot in it because like the description that we got of Shazi at the end when Despina did everything was super nice. She's like decked out. One thing Despina tells her though is that Shazi didn't realize was that these were the emirs coming into the palace. So the moment she heard the word emir, she was like, oh, fuck, Tariq. So so she's like looking for Tariq. Once um, she's finished getting ready or whatever, she makes her way to Khalid and like, I want to say Khalid was a little speechless. I love their moment where he was like, you look beautiful. And she was like, so do you. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. And so they walk hand in hand. Not Tyreek. Or Tyreek. God damn it. Not Tariq. Sitting at the table, looking at her and then looking at their interlaced hands like, huh. <laughs> That's suspicious. <laughs> wait. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Because then that, that leads us. I think that leads us into two cross swords which is the next chapter. Yeah. Because he's like, he's really, Tariq is on edge. And he is ready to kill him himself, have Zariah. He has his falcon with him, of course. Zariah pick his eyes out. At one point, he was getting so heated, Zariah was like, ah! <laughs> He was like, calm down, calm down. Not yet, not yet. Can we talk about the writing in this chapter, though? Because yes! I loved, I good. loved the way the perception of him was changed to a monster. That's first and foremost. All of a sudden, yes. the monster comes in with his horse. The monster looks at me. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, like you just felt the tension. And then by the end, he was like, monster? Hardly. Merely a boy king. I was like, oh, my God. Totally emasculated him. Yeah, I was like, you don't know my man. You have no fucking idea. No idea. And he kept, right. like, looking at Shazi, like, giving her eyes. And she's yeah. Like, Would you sh- stop that shit? For real. Every they will time. Kill you right every... here in front of everyone, and they will continue to eat around your corpse. <laughs> every time. Every time Shazi looked up and he was staring at her, Shazi would move away. Like she'd be like, yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. like, oh, look at that beautiful bird. Yeah. <laughs> Just to save his soul. Yes. Yes. Because she, was... she knew. She no, knew. Again, the... reckless as Fuck. But when she laid eyes on him, what she say? My first love. She did. She but, did. But oh, as in the past the tense. That was the best thing because I read that. I reread it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" This bitch said, "My first love, not my love, not my heart, not my soul. My first love." As in the shit came 
and, and it went. went. And yes. I think, I think in this scene is when she's realizing the went part. I think in yeah. this scene, she's, she's, she's grasping because now she's in the same room with both of them. And I mm-hmm. think she's like, wait a minute, where in trying to really figure out where's her heartstrings pulling towards, is it him or him? You know what I mean? So I think I think the scene was really important for her to figure that out in the midst of all this drama. Yes, because I love that description where it's like she's hearing the uncle talk about Khalid and she comes to his rescue and then she's seeing yes. Tyreek and she's like, please don't do this. Like, yes. it was it was very emotionally, like, mm-hmm. high strung. Yes. Yes. Yes, it was. Oh, wait. I also like how Tyreek, Tyreek was constantly mentioning, like, look at him flaunting her around like she's some prize to be won. But aren't you also here to save Zed Prize? Get your prize, quote unquote. Don't so... like Because he claims her. Because he claims her. That's why. Tamlin. Yeah. He's like, I licked it. It's mine. My <laughs> man's got Tamitis. Tamitis. Shut up. <laughs> add that word to the dictionary. Yeah, that's a dictionary. Tamitis. Tamitis. <laughs> Poppy esque and Tamitis. Tamitis. Down. Yes. Both of those words will be added to the dictionary, please. I have my book. Ooh. You have your book? <laughs> she got a book. <laughs> We are going to write this down. Um, And then we move on to the next chapter. And this one is called The Dance on a Balcony. Okay, wait. Before we get to the next chapter. Go ahead. This is not important at all. However, the description of that food. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. When I tell you, I read that. I read that chapter, like, today. And I told Markel, I was like, let's get some some Mediterranean food for for dinner. Let's get some. I want a fucking lamb shawarma plate or something. I. And then I found out I couldn't have tahini or the other sauce that they put on it. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> that fucking sucks. Aww. I'm sure you could find substitutes. You could probably no. find substitutes. No, not the same. Anywho, moving on. So we move on to A Dance on a Balcony, which is the next chapter. And this chapter, the one line that I thought was fucking hilarious was Jalal groaned and Khalid looked away. And the reason for this was because a specific person is dancing. The what I pictured was a belly dance. Yes, yeah. that's how that's what I pictured. So did so, I. Jazzy is like, who the fuck is this bitch, and why are y'all reacting this and way? And why is she what's, making eyes with my husband? What's going on? <laughs> um. So yeah. So Shazi pays more attention. She realizes this woman is dancing specifically for Khaled. At the very end of the dance, the girl gets all up near Khaled and she's like hello Khaled and the and Khaled looks at her and he's like hello Yasmin so the fact that they're on a first name basis I was already like who the fuck is she right I would have jumped in and be like uh Saidi <laughs> <laughs> no, no I would have been like sick of Khalid of Corazon sick of my king <laughs> bitch <laughs> <laughs> but then again too you know Tariq was there and you know it was yeah yeah. Listen. But she was she already to torn pick, as is. Facts. So it turns out that this woman, Yasmin, is the princess of Parthia. So she's the daughter of Uncle Salim. So they're cousins. They're cousins. So she's in love with her cousin. I mean, back then, that was acceptable. You could marry your first cousin. Why? Why? If it strengthened the household. To keep the blood pure is what they care about. Yeah, to keep the blood pure. Uh, yeah. That's why that's why the royal I'll let it slide incessant. for now. I mean, first cousin, nah. You know, fifth, tenth. Fifth is different because you're you're like so removed. No, 
no, no, no, no, no. We're not making excuses. <laughs> I mean, it sounds gross either way, but what I'm saying is, you know, I know that it's more common further down the line, but I mean, yeah. they weren't shy about the details here. Are, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so what ends up happening is we realize that she is the princess and they, her and Shazi have a moment. Yasmin specifically says, I wasn't expecting you to be so beautiful. <laughs> bitch, fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. You're trying to get me to hype you up and that's what I'm not going to do. So bye, bitch. But she does admit to loving Khalid. Like right like away. This whole, yeah. Right. In this whole interaction and stuff. But it, it was this interaction to me personally, I was like, okay, we get it. She loves him. She also is okay with the fact that he found somebody. Technically, she's not okay with it because she was like, she deserves. Yeah, she was like, he deserves somebody that actually loves him. But the way she was saying it was very backhanded. Do you get what I'm saying? Like it was, it was. Well, yeah, that's why I'm like, she was trying to be. She was being a petty bitch, right? Yeah, it was very much a backhanded like situation. I love when Shazi was like, and I quickly imagine her tresses wrapped up in my hand while I boop, boop, boop. <laughs> she got violent real quick. Like, damn right, Shazi, take her out. <laughs> take out um, any threats. But then what ends up happening is after she's done with this interaction, she ends up walking into somebody and then it turns out it's Tyreek. Oh, and this man just won't stop. He, he will really not won't. stop. But I ain't gonna lie though, I'm glad it was him and not somebody else. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's true. Um, so she runs into Tyreek. He passes like a paper, like a piece of paper, into her hand. Yeah, the Rajput and Khalid come in, and she has to pretend again, like she doesn't know him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Okay, we're leaving." And Tyreek's whole demeanor changes when Khalid walks in, and she's like giving him like a silent warning, like "You got to do better than that." Bro. Yeah, no, it's all that's what she face. says. She's like, "Oh God, please do better than that." But like something else though was. She felt so pissed and upset that he didn't mention Yasmin before uh-huh. that when they're interacting with Tariq, she's like, he doesn't deserve to know all of my secrets. But I get it because it's like he's hiding stuff from her, too. So she's like, why would I lay out everything bare for you? And you wouldn't do me the same courtesy. But no, I get time, it. Oh, my God. This shit is so it. messy. It's so yes. messy. And I gobbled it up. <laughs> I think I read this chapter quicker than I read any of the other chapters. I was like, oh, shit. Yes. Oh, shit oh, I was shit. like, fight, fight, fight. <laughs> fight, fight, fight. I didn't Same. care who got into a fight. I don't care if it was, if it was Yasmin and Shazi or if it was Tyreek and Khalid. I was like, I just want to fight. I thought that something was going to happen because when Yasmin said, yeah, yeah he chose you because he could have chose somebody else that would have really loved him. And then she goes, mm-hmm. do you love him? And Shazi never gave her a straight answer. And she was like, you see, I've loved him since we were children. And I was like, this is like deeply ingrained pettiness. Mm-hmm. Like this, and it makes it clear she's not going to go away, you know? No. And it also makes sense too, because his uncle doesn't really, doesn't really like Khalid. He tolerates him. Yes. But a union between his daughter and Khalid would unify both of their kingdoms and put Salim at a higher status. Correct. So. Exactly. I think that's why he was like, all of a sudden, okay, I want to meet your queen. Yeah. So then the chapter further progresses and Shazi reads what Tariq basically gave her in the parchment. And he says, your balcony, when the moon is at its highest point in the night, I'll wait until dawn if I must. I do not test me. So you... <sighs> Good. You Wait until dawn. And when them guards come to swoop your ass up... That's what I mean! You are willing to risk both of us getting killed. For your pride. 
for, for help that I didn't even ask for. Thank you, because you felt like I'm a damsel in distress and I needed to be rescued. I'm sorry, can we just rewind and say that a little bit louder for the people in the back? <laughs> Like, what the fuck? So she goes to the balcony. She meets up with him. Immediately, their perception of what this meeting should be is two different things. Because he's very much like, this is a lover's embrace. And like, finally meeting after so long. And like, he just wants to hold her. And Shazi's like, I need you to fucking move. I need you to (laughs) And he ends up asking her, what's Khalid's weaknesses? Like, you've been here for a while now. Tell me, like, what have you gotten out of this? And she shuts down. And that's the moment I knew fate was sealed. She's in love with this man. She has chosen a side and she will protect this man with everything that she has. And if that's not enough, he literally asks them, how do you plan to kill this boy king? What are your plans? And she's stubborn. I I, I don't know. Left or right. And he's like, yeah. And I I, I don't know when he's going to realize it, but I hope it's soon. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I've came here to finish what you started. And she's like... Yeah. About things have changed. <laughs> Just yep. a bit. Um. Yeah. Oh, but then Tyreek is like, oh, let him come. Like, I'll take care of it right now. I could I'll deal with this problem right here and right now. We'd be good as hell. And then overconfident. He's like, Thank you. And she's like, Do you have a death wish? <laughs> yeah, like she has to get real serious with him and be like, I do not want to watch you get carved up in front of me. Please leave. And then he's like, Oh. But, but okay, but see that that right there is where it was like so stupid because basically she had to make it seem like she was so concerned. Granted, she she is concerned about him, but she had to make it seem like she was so concerned about his safety. And oh my God, I don't want to see you carved up. And oh my God, I don't want to see you killed for him to be like, ah, okay, yeah, sure. Yes, let's make a plan. Let's do this, blah, 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 whatever. And then they have a moment where he kisses her and he like he says, <laughs> I love you. And she kisses him and she stutters when she says, I love you too, Terry. Yeah, she said my, she was like, her lips went limp. Limp, no! bro. Limp. <sighs> he was open mouth slobbering all over her lips and she's just standing there like, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, she also says like, I have to get these feelings back. It's too late, girl. They gone. There you go. Bruh, that's where we end for this episode. I am so... And that was only a little bit of uh, chapters that we read, but so much shit. Yeah. So much shit. I I have... I have, like, maybe two predictions by the end of this book. Tyreek will die. He will die. That is not a question. And I've been saying that over and over again, but now he gonna die. I also think at the end of this book, the dad is probably gonna die. I see him um, sacrificing. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably gone. Because there's no way he can continue living like that. I also think Khalid is definitely going to find out about Shazi's uh, plan originally. And I think he is going to order to have her killed, but then maybe have a change of heart. Like a, like a, like a bridge kingdom effect. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly like that. Yes. Yes. By the way, if you have not read bridge kingdom yet, get off your fucking ass. It's yeah, it's really good. And I like how they broke up the two books, you know, from her plot and then the next one, her redemption. I mean, mm-hmm. this could be the bridge kingdom effect, you know, for the two of them. Yeah, Rose and Dagger could be her redemption. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Who who knows? But I mean, I don't know. Like I think um the father has really as a character, he's really intrigued me, wondering yeah. what his next move is gonna be because now we know he's not working by himself. 
he has there's a possibility of him having something in him that's evil, not the best intentions that might drive this story or elements of the story in a different direction. That might change Tariq's future and Shazi's. Yeah. yeah. They're supposed to be yeah. on the same side. He might but... try to kill Khalid, but then accidentally kills Tariq. I don't know. Or yeah. some, I just see in all ways Tariq dies. He does not survive. <laughs> or Tariq can get in his way. You know, he did sit, ask to speak to him, didn't he? He did. He did. He did. So Tariq might get in his way if he's not including him in plans and what, you know, so he might have to eliminate him. So I'm, I'm seeing something with the father now becoming more and more important. Mm. There's a reoccurring theme of eliminating the threats. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I agree with that. Oh, damn. This this book is so fucking good. How did we not hear about this earlier? How did we not read this earlier? I know. It was on TikTok. Oh. It was on TikTok. I just, slowly but surely. Yeah. We got Y'all sucked into the Avatar series. We got sucked into yeah. the Avatar series and just was like stuck for a while. <laughs> <laughs> a no, while the good kind of stuff though the good kind yeah we were it was the good kind of stuck not this <laughs> yeah. no man so the next pages that we are going to read for the wrath and the dawn are going to be pages 269 to 342 we don't have much more after that right no i know it's only a little bit left yeah. oh god yeah yeah, so- yeah. So whew, I can't wait. I can't wait to get further into it. Mm-hmm. I would say that I'm going to try to read more tonight, but I'll be sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> we figured. Shut up. Oh. <laughs> Enjoy the rest. This will be the last time you've seen Yeah. Agreed. Um, with that being said, we want to say thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for listening. Come back next week for the next episode. Um, and we love you guys. Always stay YA at heart. Bye. Bye. Bye.